0: Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We're your hosts and sisters, Katie and Taylor. We travel the world, make beautiful things,
1: and run our online businesses. We're creative entrepreneurs and Etsy experts, and we are on a mission to help you make meaningful income online and to create what you love. On the Studio Sisters podcast, we will dive into all things Etsy, running an online business, making money, creating while traveling, and growing your brand. We want you to leave this podcast with more confidence in yourself, your online small business, and the belief that your creative dream life is possible for you. So let's do this.
0: Hi, friends, Katie here. Today, we have an awesome interview for you with Kristen Tweedle of Are You Kristen and the Awesome Ladies Project. So, Kristen is a scrapbooker, a teacher, a writer, and a fellow podcaster, which, by the way, her podcast is called The Crafty Ass Female, and you should definitely give it a listen after you finish this episode. I personally have known Kristen since way, way back in my scrapbooking days. When we both had blogs and somehow we connected on the internet and we have been friends ever since then. I really love that Kristen views scrapbooking as a way to document your life and that you should tell your authentic story no matter who you are. Today we will be talking about Kristen's brand new app for creatives and how she started her creative community, The Awesome Ladies Project. This is an interview that we know you're going to love for so many reasons, including our chats about time blocking, creating apps, Kristen's daily pages, and so much more. So let's get to it.
1: Hey, Kristen. Thank you so much for coming on the Studio Sisters podcast. Hey, I am so glad to be
2: here. Thank you so much for having me. Gosh, I've known Kristen for so long and like,
0: you're just always amazing.
2: (laughs) I have known you for so long, and
1: I feel the exact same way. (laughs) (laughs) So we all really think each other amazing. Cool. Got it. (laughs) Just so we're all clear on that. Um, Well, Kristen, we want to talk to you today about... um, Sort of what you do for other women creatives and gosh, you have just been involved in so many things we talked about in the intro of the episode, um, with the awesome ladies project. Um, yeah, the Thursday three, Thursday three. (laughs) And like, there's so much stuff. Like we just love how interactive everything you put out is for everybody. So we're going to like kind of go over a lot of different stuff in the podcast. We're just going to start throwing questions at you. Okay. Absolutely. Tell us how you got started as a creative. How did I actually
2: become a person who scrapbooks and teaches other people how to scrapbook? I started scrapbooking because uh, I had a very cool English teacher and we had a very small English class in high school because I went to a very small high school, even though I grew up in an incredibly densely populated area directly across the river from Manhattan. Um, I still went to a very, very small high school where everyone knew everyone and high school was terrible, but... I had an amazingly cool English teacher. So we had a project where we needed to create a interesting autobiography of someone, and I decided to create a scrapbook of Helen Keller's life after we read *The Miracle Worker*. And then I just never stopped going to the scrapbook aisle, and I just kept going. They, this was back when you used to get. 40% off the big box store coupons in the mail once a week. So every <laughs> yeah. week I would go to the store and get one thing for 40% off. Cause I was like 14 and only had that much money. And in my senior year of high school, I started teaching at the adult school in the next town over. And I started working at a not so local, local scrapbook store. Then I started teaching at the not-so-local, well, actually, that one was really local in college, the local scrapbook store in college, and that's just,
1: that's my scrapbook origin story. Can I ask you, so you're still scrapbooking and creating all of these really interesting, um, I will say, out-of-the-box, box un unconventional ways to scrapbook but there are a lot of people I would say including myself and Katie who stopped scrapbooking a long time ago and sort of their new trends in crafting like why did you stick with it? Because I think more than anything
2: the reason that I started scrapbooking was not because it was a super trendy thing to do at the time like I didn't scrapbook because my mom scrapbooked or because my friends scrapbooked. I didn't scrapbook because I saw it on the internet. Um, I didn't even really know that there were scrapbooking stores when I started scrapbooking. It was just, I needed to work on a school project. And like this form of documenting really made sense to me. And even before I started scrapbooking, I was always collaging or ripping things out of magazines and making my own yearbook type of books. And those are still the types of books that I'm creating today. I like to think of scrapbooking not as the corporatized, commercialized version that we see on Pinterest and Instagram that people are trying to get you to spend like $50 worth of product to create one page like I think that scrapbooking is you take some scraps and you put them in a book if you have scraps and you have a book then you have a scrapbook and there's so much gatekeeping around what is and what isn't scrapbooking that it has pushed away so many very cool people and like That that othering and that gatekeeping of what is and what isn't scrapbooking is exactly what led me to create spaces for women who don't feel like they belong and people who don't feel like they belong in the traditional scrapbooking space.
0: I think that's actually like one of the first reasons that I really started following you and became your friend is that you were a scrapbooker that I could look at your work and it wasn't just like a mom scrapbooking her children like it was a someone scrap documenting about themselves which I mean there's nothing wrong with documenting your children but that's really what led me to you
2: and right like I mean I, I started scrapbooking when I was 14 so I didn't have kids then. I still, at 35, don't have kids. So when I was scrapbooking, and even when I was working in the scrapbooking store, when I was teaching at the scrapbooking store, I was the anomaly. I was the odd person out. I was the othered person. And, like, as a fairly privileged white girl, that's not... Like, don't get me wrong. I've been... Othered in different ways my whole life, right? We all have. Everyone is ostracized in different ways. But... You know, being in that scrapbook world... There's been a lot... Like, like there is very specific time where I was at this scrapbook crop, which is a... Place where you go to, where you scrapbook all day. And... I was sitting there scrapbooking myself um, and this woman and her friend, they came up to me and they were like, you know, you shouldn't, you should, you just shouldn't be here. Right. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, why are you even doing this? Why are you scrapbooking yourself? And I just like, I didn't even like, what do you even say to that? What do you say to like things like that? And she's like, like, well, if you're not scrapbooking like, who's going to even look at that? Who is that for? And it's just such a it's such a backwards idea and such a a way to gatekeep the idea of storytelling. And it's what storytelling, like, storytelling is the thing that Brings me to scrapbooking. I love taking photos. I love using those photos in my art mm-hmm. and taking those photos and putting them inside of notebooks, using some words, using some stickers, using some. I am very into solid color washi tape right now. <laughs> So using some solid color washi tape to just help tell that story more. That's what has kept me in this realm of scrapbooking throughout the last 20
1: years. I think that makes so much sense um, because I think that personally for me, that's what you described is like why I felt pulled away from scrapbooking is I did not fit the ideal customer that these large corporations and companies were marketing to, because I wasn't a a stay at home mom with children. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but they were so These companies were just pushing like, this is the customer and this is the person with all of this expendable income and time to stay at home and make these elaborate pages that all look cookie cutter the same. And what you're saying is a resistance of like, nope, we can document ourselves solely for the purpose of just exploring ourselves, which is something Katie also does like in her art every day Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Like you can do it because you enjoy it. And because your story matters. I mean, document yourself,
0: document your life.
2: There's so much importance behind you, your story, that the way in which you can reflect on literally a thousand different things. And to just throw that away without even thought is so reckless.
1: And it's something I think that we all wish or are going to wish, right? Like that we had more of the, the memories and the, what we were thinking and feeling five years ago or 10 years ago, or even a month ago. And, you know, we, skip through the process of documenting and most of our audience are small business owners and working artists. And so if you're listening to this, like we're not telling you, you have to pick up a scrapbook, but I think what Kristen is saying is so valuable uh, in terms of like documenting your process as you grow your business or as you grow as like a creative person. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be able
0: to look back on it in the future.
2: And I think that that's a really important point, Taylor, And one of the things that I'm constantly thinking about is when I'm telling my story, yes, I'm doing it for myself. Yes, I'm doing it for internal reflection. I'm doing it because being a creative person literally makes me a better business owner. When I am being creative, when I have time to I I create time in my schedule to be creative otherwise I'm not going to be good at my other stuff it just that's just how it works but also I think about the things that I'm documenting and one of my biggest motivators is I wish I had these stories from so many other people I wish my mom had documented these stories at 35 at 25 I wish my grandmother had documented these stories. I wish some of my aunts and my great aunts and the women who came before them that I don't know had documented it. Like, what's your favorite book? Like, what are you reading right now and why? Or, I mean, we are going through something, this pandemic that, you know, it is once in a lifetime. So even the most mundane things that, are happening right now like I made sure to document that we couldn't buy toilet paper last year because Mm -hmm. as as silly as it is when people look back on it and who even knows if somebody will look back on it but if somebody picks up that album in you know 15 or 20 years that's gonna be something that somebody is gonna want to have
1: known like oh my god they couldn't buy toilet paper (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Gosh, this is so good. I'm like getting chills listening to you talk about documentation. So um, we want to talk to you about uh, the Awesome Ladies Project though. So let me ask you about that. Like tell us for someone who's never heard of this before, what is the Awesome Ladies Project? So the
2: Awesome Ladies Project is my community. It is a feminist scrapbooking community loosely. We are all feminists and we are mostly scrapbookers. As I've said already, scrapbooking is pretty much if you have scraps and you have a book and you put them inside, then you are a scrapbooker. Or if you would like to be a scrapbooker, that's um, what I think scrapbooking is. So you are all invited. Um, And inside the Awesome Ladies Project, we have classes. We have a full-fledged community. There are forums, there are groups, there's a huge activity feed, which is very much like old school Facebook with a chronological newsfeed. And it is just this really cool place that I have built from the ground up with weekly events, lots of cool things for people to come to. There's both a totally free community and we also have a paid members community with even more classes I have a daily live stream where I do my daily pages which is my daily art practice um and we've got a lot of other just really great things weekly hangouts um something called the awesome ladies project weekly review where we just jot down the things that have happened this week so in case we don't have time to make something we've got down you know what happened, good things, bad things, books we read, TV we watched, and, you know, that way you don't have to worry about keeping that all on your brain. You've got it down, and if you want to come back and make pages about it later, you've got all the stories told.
0: That's really cool. So, what is it you would say that if someone's listening to this and they just they aren't exactly sure, can you spell it out for them like what do you do in the Awesome Ladies Project like if they join? they just hang out with other cool people and make scrapbooks or like what how would you describe it to them like very simply there's a bunch of things that you do there are events
2: that you can join in on where we hang out and make scrapbook pages together there's a lot where you join in on me and I have um like Katie and Taylor can see in my background I have a overhead camera so you'll see me scrapbooking and you can either join in on the scrapbooking or just watch me scrapbook and hang out. There is a couple of chats where all the ladies kind of just hang out and chill and chat. There is on the website, a place where you can upload all of your photos so people can give you feedback on your, photo- on your projects. You can get inspiration. Um, we have a huge gallery of tons of inspiration. So it is like a... Miniature Facebook, but for feminist scrapbooking, plus a community of brand new friends.
1: I like that. I I'm in need of more friends always. So <laughs> that sounds to me as the um like person who's a little bit more extroverted. Like I love the the daily art practice, but also the idea that there's just like other people who want to do that. And sounds awesome. as the introvert here, I would just like to say that having an
0: online community sounds amazing. Yeah. For me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it really is the
2: best of both worlds because I also am an introvert like Katie. So I love the fact that I could just post my pictures and I can do all the things on the forums. I am a huge forum person. So yes, I can answer that question and I can answer this question. I can answer this question. I can do all this typing and I can just like post my photos from my phone. It is it is so much of a healthier scroll than like Instagram. It, It, it feels so good. But also- like Taylor, I get to just sit in my house, and I get to be with all of my best friends who live literally around the world. And I have no, ne- I have never once felt lonely the entire
1: pandemic. That is so awesome. Hey friends, we just wanted to take a minute out of our podcast to talk to you about our Elevate Your Etsy Shop Challenge. If you're listening to this podcast, you
0: obviously want to grow your handmade business and live your dream life, and we really want to help
1: you get there. That's why we created our free five-day challenge called Elevate Your Etsy. We'll help you boost your Etsy shop's ranking, fix common mistakes that we see a lot of sellers making, improve your SEO, and do all of this without getting lost, stressed out, or wasting tons of your time.
0: And you can do all this in just five days, which leaves you with extra time that you didn't already know that you had. (laughs) Hey! For your family, making art, or even just soaking up some
1: sunshine. So, are you curious about what exactly is in this challenge? Let's talk about it.
0: Each day for five days, we will be sending you an email with actionable steps and strategies that you can take to move the needle forward in your business.
1: In just five days, for about 30 minutes a day, we're going to One, identify your niche so that you can focus. I'll give you examples of niches, and if you email me back and tell me what you think your niche is, I will personally provide you with feedback on your niche. We'll also optimize your shop's page and sections, and I'll help you fix common Etsy mistakes that we see sellers making. We will also help you learn Etsy SEO basics. And finally,
0: and I think this is probably the most important You can set your intentions for yourself and really focus in on your dreams so you can start to plan for your shop's future.
1: I know that in the past, all I wanted was a business bestie who already had the experience that I didn't have growing her business and making it wildly successful to sit beside me and be like, yes, girl, like this is the thing you need to do next. Here's your exact next step. So that's why we created this free challenge so that we could help other small business owners like ourselves make meaningful income and scale their Etsy shops with those actionable next steps. You'll be able
0: to avoid the most common Etsy mistakes that Etsy sellers make and also know how to fix those. And you will also learn how to use focus keywords in each listing and
1: get a ton of resources on Etsy SEO. And as we said earlier, we will help you establish your niche so that you can make more money. And most importantly, you're going to feel more confident in your plan to grow your business after doing this challenge. So what are you waiting for? If you're like, hey,
0: yes, okay, this is me. This is exactly what I have been looking for. Go to shopstudiosisters.com slash elevate your Etsy shop, or you can find a link to sign up in our show notes. And we would absolutely love to have you sign up for the challenge because we want to help as many creatives and makers as possible. All right, back to
1: the episode. Okay, so you are launching an app. Kristen, this is so freaking exciting. And I just want to say personally, I think this is really, really bold because I do not know any women designing and producing and like launching their own app. So first of all, that's like not okay that I don't know anyone else doing this. That's a problem that needs to change. <laughs> but second of all, like, oh my gosh, that is so awesome. Um, so tell us like what the app is about and like why you decided to launch it. Okay, the app. So the app is literally just
2: a miniature version of the website that I just told you about.
1: Okay, so- perfect. But it's directly like- On your phone, On your phone.
2: Right on the phone, it is both available for... Well, it will be available on October 1st Mm -hmm. for both iOS and Android. It's going to be so exciting. It was actually just a simple numbers thing. 62% of the people who come to my website use iOS. And my website, like I just... Explained has a lot of stuff going on. Like, there's just a lot going on on the website, and it is not mobile friendly. It, in fact, kind of sucks (laughs) on a telephone. Like, it's just bad. And that's not really a great way to run a business is to have your main product be bad for 62% of your users.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So, I had to fix that. And the only real way to fix that was to make an app. Luckily, The software that I uh, use to create my website, which is, you know, there's like a million different softwares when you're running a very complicated website, but they came up with a software that I could build my app around. And so for the last nine months, I have been tinkering with this app software. There have been periods where i wanted to throw things at walls (laughs) times where i was waiting for bug fixes and things that were not on my end and like software updates and this is something that was so like on paper it was black and white like this needed to happen but like while i was going through it it was very 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 emotionally difficult like it was like, it was really hard. I, like, I, I don't want to say that for, like, I don't want anyone to feel, so, like, I'm not looking for anyone to feel sorry for me. I'm, I I want to say that because, one, we can do hard things. Like, it, as business owners, if we're not doing hard things, at least some of the time, we're probably not pushing ourselves hard enough. But I also want to, like, dispel the notion that we can, you know, that we're not, I want us to openly talk about hard things sometimes, especially big things and not have to go around and be like, ha ha ha. Yes. That was so easy because Mm -hmm. no, like sometimes stuff is really hard. And when you're doing stuff as a business owner and it's not stuff that's like out and open to the public yet, you're often kind of fighting a very lonely battle especially when you're used to talking out and open with you know the stuff that's going on with your business
1: for example right now hopefully it'll be fixed by the time this podcast episode comes out but we have been working on expanding our product offerings to being available on instagram and facebook so we have shoppable instagram store and facebook products and we have a glitch and <laughs> yeah, a glitch. <laughs> we have been working on this glitch for over a week we have no solutions. There seems to be no one who can help us. We've tried the Google. We've tried the Google. <laughs> we've tried the Reddit. Like we've tried all of the things and we're still trying. And like, so hopefully it's gonna be fixed by the time this episode comes out. But if it's not like it's perfectly okay. I love the idea of saying like, hey, we might be like really great business, small business experts, but like Things like this are normal, 100% normal, and they happen frequently behind the scenes and no one knows about it. And you might be doing
2: every single thing in your power to fix it, and it might just be out of your control. And like out of your control means it's not worth expending more time or energy on it, which is also really hard because... Most of our personalities are like, oh, no, no, no. But that means like I'm quitting or giving up and I can't yeah. do that either. Or you're failing. Right. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And all of those are no-nos.
0: Yeah. and But it's something that small business owners and women-owned business owners, like we feel that a lot.
2: Absolutely. It it came together and I am so proud of the result. And you can absolutely come talk to me. I will give you whatever advice I can. and. It it's very cool. I'm excited. I am and I'm more excited for everyone else.
1: Yeah, I think that's the exciting part now for you is okay, you've designed it, you've built it, now you're excited for people to use it and enjoy it and learn and like play with it. So, tell us who the app is for. Like, the app is for me if I am who, exactly?
2: If you are creative, and you want to tell your stories and you want to get off Instagram, or you want to, if you want to stop using Instagram and Facebook as much on your phone, this is going to be a much, much, much healthier community and a much healthier scroll. And you can upload all of your projects, you can get inspiration from other people. If you are someone who wants to start telling her story, if you are someone who wants to, start scrapbooking in the way that I was telling you. I scrapbook every day in a five and a half by three and a half inch notebook. And before I started doing it for my community every single day and teaching it, I was doing it in five minutes a day. So if you have five minutes a day, you can 100% tell the story of your life in these tiny little notebooks. And if that's something that's interesting to you, that app, the app is for you. If you're someone who wants to tell the stories of just kind of the like right now story of your life, like um, you guys mentioned Thursday three at the top of the show, and that's a selfie challenge that I've been running for almost a decade now. So if you are somebody who even is interested in telling your story by just snapping a selfie each week and writing down a couple of things about your right now life, come join the site. We are always in love with new people who want to share who they are and the stories of what's going on
0: with their life. I think that's a great way to describe it. And I would just add on, like, if you're someone that wants to just meet other creatives and if you're a small business owner listening to our podcast, if you want to document your
1: small business, I think joining this community would be a great way to do that. Yeah, I will add because I think there's a lot of small business owners and Etsy sellers and like handmade business specifically that like they don't have a lot of in real life people that they get to talk to about being creative or being a business owner, right? Like there are people in their lives who like it would make them uncomfortable to like regularly, talk about it or talk about what's going on in their life creatively so i think there's a lot of people out there who are like i wish i had those friends and kristen you're like here i have those friends for you in this app
2: yes they are all here they are literally from around the world they're from everywhere in the united states they're from canada they're from australia they're from everywhere you are and Your life is not boring. Your life is not mundane. If you are listening to this, I guarantee you that somebody wants to hear about you and your creative life
0: and your stories. Absolutely. Okay, so we have a few more questions for you on this episode. Um, What is one tip that you would give to another woman small business owner? Oh,
2: my favorite tip right now is block scheduling. I have been super effective at moving things forward in my business using time blocking. Um I've learned what my least minimum time of being effective is and I'm not good at getting something done unless I have a solid 90 minutes to get it done. Like, if I set if I set my calendar to give me an hour to get something done, I'm a lot less likely to get it done than if I set 90 minutes to get something done. Whether it's a blog post, whether it's a video, whether it's any type of task where I need time to get into it and then time to get out of it. I found that I need like five to seven minutes to get into a task. And then I need five to seven minutes to get out of a task. And if you put that on an hour block, that's not that much time in between. Whereas if you put it on a 90 minute block, that still gives me well more than an hour to actually get work done in the block. Mm -hmm. And so by creating 90 minute blocks on my calendar, I may have fewer blocks on the calendar but those times are much more effective and so you might be a more effective person like you might be able to get stuff done in a 60-minute block you might even be able to get stuff done in a 45-minute block but you also might be able to not get stuff unless you have a two-hour block figure out your minimum block of time and then create time blocks on your schedule. And that's how you're really going to get that, those big pieces of those big chunk project chunks that you're always like, but I can't move this project forward. I can't move this project forward. That's how you're going to move that project forward is in those big time blocks, big time blocks.
1: Yeah. I like that. Katie and I are big fans of batch working, but I also really like the idea of you identifying like what's your minimum because um, if I have like, for me it's like more than you know 30 minutes like less than 30 minutes and i can't be productive because i know i'm gonna have to like i can't that's not enough time to move forward with something and so if i have less than 30 minutes i'm like okay it's emails or instagram comments that's it that's all i can do during that time so anything greater than 30 minutes i know i can invest like in in an actual project that's scaling and moving forward that's brilliant i really like that Thank you. okay next question Um, If you had an extra $1,000 in your small business budget, how would you spend it? I would hire
2: women to create content for something on the Awesome Ladies Project. Whether it is next year's Book of Me class or some other workshop, um, I I would spend it on women creating content for the Awesome Ladies Project.
0: I like that answer. I love that. One more question for you is tell us what is on your studio desk or your table right now. Like this can be anything, like whatever it's it's what you're working on or just whatever you find on your desk.
2: (laughs) I, I, okay. I have my book of me scrapbook, which is a, a year long class at the Awesome Ladies Project. Every, uh, every month we have a different chapter and I'm creating for, this month's chapter right now and my book is out on top of my desk and literally there's just a t- there's just a ton of little baskets on my desk <laughs> I am a huge fan of putting things in little different containers and then usually the containers go inside my desk but right now all of the containers are on top of my desk
1: I love it so there's a lot going on right now <laughs> there's a lot going on right now cool cool Okay, what's something that you personally are learning right now in your business or just for your own personal development? What's something that you are invested in learning at this time?
2: What is something that I am learning right now? That's a really good question. One of the things that I have been looking at a lot lately is the structure of storytelling. One of the other courses in the awesome ladies project is called find your voice. I'm fixing up the workbook and I'm adding in some more information on pages that I think need different information. And that has me going into all of my different storytelling resources. And now I'm like, Oh, wait, wait, what do these people have to say about storytelling? And what do these people have to say about storytelling? And it's, gets me into my other love, which is television. I'm just very obsessed with good television. So then I'll learn more about television. Otherwise, uh, the other thing I'm learning about is uh, SQL server databases. Just for fun. Not
1: nearly as fun.
2: (laughs) Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) But, I mean, you're learning, so it's cool. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so let's wrap this episode up. We always love talking to you, but if someone is listening to this podcast and thinking, I want to be a part of the ALP, the Awesome Ladies Project, where can they find you, Kristen? And how can they join in?
2: Next week, I have a challenge called the Daily Pages Challenge. And you can join that at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash app. And that's going to be really exciting because it will lead into the daily, oh, it will lead into the Awesome Ladies Project app launch release party. And if you are listening to this episode anytime after October 1st, you can go to the App Store or Google Play and you can download the Awesome Ladies Project app. And otherwise you can just go to theawesomeladiesproject.com and sign up for your free Awesome Ladies Project account. And you can find me at Ari Christen on Instagram.
1: So if you are listening to this episode next week, end of September when it comes out. We are super excited for Kristen's app launch party. And so um, go check out her website, but you can also join in on the launch party starting October 1st. We're going to link all of this in the show notes. And you can also find Kristen on Instagram. Tell us where they can find you on Instagram, Kristen. It is Kristen? Perfect. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Christian. It has been like so awesome to talk to you. I have all of the creative vibes right now and I'm like, oh, I need to go document all the things. It's been so inspiring to talk to you. Thank you so much. For- thank you so much for listening to the Studio Sisters podcast. If you missed the link earlier to our Elevate Your Etsy Shop Challenge, here it is. Just go to shopstudiosisters.com slash elevate your Etsy shop, or you can also find a link to sign up in our show notes. Just a reminder, our free five-day challenge called Elevate Your Etsy will help you boost your Etsy shop's ranking, fix common Etsy mistakes, improve your SEO, and we're going to help you do all of this without you feeling lost, stressed out, or like you're wasting tons of time. I highly recommend the challenge. We've had a lot of Etsy sellers go through it and learn things that they never knew before. And the best part is it is free. So all you need to do is head on over to our website, shopstudiosisters.com slash elevate your Etsy shop, or click the link in our show notes. Thanks. And we'll talk soon.